Hola, que tal amigos? That is right, you are listening to Academics and Amigos. I am your host, Anton Ramirez. This week I interview Lauren Walker, who is a friend and colleague of mine from the Office for Diversity. She has a lot of great stuff that she's doing right now, not just at the Office for Diversity, but around the Texas A&M University community in general. I can't wait for you all to hear this episode. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Academics and Amigos. I am here with my friend and colleague, Lauren Walker. So let me give a really cool introduction for her because she deserves it. She deserves it. One, she's an English major at Texas A&M University. Uh, two, this is super cool. Like we just had a conversation about this prior to recording. Uh, she is the chair of women in national in the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. That's a lot to say. That's a lot to say. Um, <laughs> um, and she is also the president of of the Voices for Praise Gospel Choir here at Texas A and M as well. Correct? Okay. That's correct. And then she's also a colleague of mine at the Office for Diversity. So that's super cool. So that's how Lauren and I met. And um, I'm really happy and honored to have her here as a guest on uh, the podcast. And um, Lauren, how are you doing? I'm doing well. And thank you so much just for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, well, I'm glad to have you. Like, honestly, like, like, like I was telling you prior to recording, like I was looking at your resume and um and and like the bio that you have on the diversity website for um the office for diversity and you know just going through all that I'm just like wow I was like blown away by it I'm like like I told you I was inspired by it and it's like man, that was I wish I your age I was like doing those types of things and you know um so that's really really cool and I'm looking forward to having this conversation with you and um yeah, so that's, I'm just like, again, I'm just blown away by it. And so I'm really excited about this. So uh, let's get that, let's get started. And so what I was curious about is that what inspired you to become an English major? And what would you like to do once you finish your, your degree? So it's actually a funny story. Um, becoming an English major was not at all my plan. Mm -hmm. I, like I said, I came in as a biology major. Um, I was always really good in biology. I took AP biology. I was a biology mentor in high school. And so that's what I was set on. I wanted to be a general practitioner and have my own practice. Um, but my after my first semester of college, I got removed from the College of Science. And so I spent three semesters after that in general studies. And I was trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to get back into biology, you know, or at least a major that would accept me? And so I was looking down the list and I said, the only thing that I would be interested in just to get out of general studies would be English, you know, but I was sitting there like, what am I going to do with an English degree, you know, um, but they had the lowest GPA requirement, which is a 2.0. And I said, okay, I'll just apply and, and go from there. So I applied the first time, um, December, 2019, I got denied. And so that was, that ended up turning into my third semester in general studies after that. I applied again. My GPA rose above a 2.0 and um, I got accepted into English. And so ever since then, I've been an English major, but it's honestly been the best major for me. I mean, I enjoyed the biology classes, but I hadn't developed the, the skills needed to succeed in those classes. So now I'm an English major and I've loved all of the classes that I've taken, you know, the different literature courses and just really learning how to write as a scholar. Um, doing things like close readings, you know, that stuff really became um, interesting to me. And so 
after that, I realized that I had a greater calling to do education. And it was always in my mind, I knew it was always going to either be a doctor or a teacher or something in the education field. And so now um, I am planning to get my PhD and I do want to teach for a few years. But after that, my end goal is to be on the school board for a low income um, area or district. And so that's really my passion, always helping students, you know, reach their full potential. I've noticed like a lot of my friends and colleagues, they don't always have that support system like I've been fortunate enough to have, you know, having a mother and a father, having teachers and neighbors and friends to constantly pour into me my entire life. And so that's really the person that I want to be for them, because I honestly feel like a lot of times that's why students or children get involved into things that may not be the best path for them, because they don't have someone telling them you can do it. You know, you can be the best that you can be or whatever it is that you want to be, you know, or they may hear it, but they don't actually believe it because it's not a consistent uh, conversation that they're having, you know, so that's my goal. That's what I'm hoping to do and really making a difference for them, providing more resources. When I look at my hometown, which is Houston, um, schools that I'm zoned to, they don't have the best reputation. And so one of my main goals when I start to serve on the school board is figuring out how we can build the reputations of those schools, meet the numbers that are needed to, you know, advance the education system, giving them more resources and everything that I can do to really, really help them to succeed. That's awesome. Like, those are some really, really cool goals. Like, I love that you already have in mind, like, I want to be a PhD. I want to get my PhD. I want to go, like, I want to be a part of the school board. You Like, it's set, you know? And that, the fact that you have that, what it's not a tunnel vision, but it's it's like a, a vision of, like, trajectory. Yeah, the, the a trajectory vision or trajectory tunnel, I guess. Uh, like, I, I don't know. I'm just going with it but um i think i think that's so cool that you already know like this is the end goal this is what i want i'm, I'm aiming for that i'm shooting for that and so that's awesome like i wish i like i told you i wish i had all that in my head um back back when i was younger like for me i don't know if i ever told you this or not but i've, I've mentioned this like all the time i think i mentioned it i don't know how many times already in my podcast that i wanted to be an animator that that's what i wanted to do really? yeah i'm like i wanted to be an animator and um so i wanted to be an animator and unfortunately like life took me a different path and i became a communication major and went down like the scholarship road and academic road but even now like like i had in mind I'm like oh i want to be i want to do this now like my path is kind of like oh maybe i want to do this instead you know because like you i've i've always well not always but I enjoy teaching now. I enjoy being a mentor. I enjoy helping my community. And um, when I was younger and as a kid, I always told myself, I like, because all my family are teachers, like my mom, really? my aunt, my grandfather, my uncles, down the line, you, you name it, they're teachers. And uh, so for me, it was one of those things where I was like, as a kid, I'm like, I, I don't want to be a teacher, you know, and lo and behold, I ended up going into education and, and it's something I actually truly enjoy and love. So I guess it's one of those things that can be like, it happened to be in my blood, you know, um, yeah. the education bug hit me. And um, <laughs> it's like, you know, so the fact that you have that vision and, and those goals set in mind, that's awesome. That is so cool. And I love the impact that you already like have set in mind that you want to create 
for your community and for other communities as well. Um, and and we'll we'll touch up upon that a little bit later in our conversation today too, like which what you're already doing um, within the the A and M community um, as well. Um, but let, let's talk about um, something else that you're doing right now, and that's being the the chair of the um, chair of Women in National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. And I wanted to know how did you get involved with that, and what has that experience been like for you? So I, you're saying, how did I get involved in NAACP as, in yes. general? In yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I remember my freshman year, I was looking for an organization to join. Um, I've always been the person that wants to join a million organizations my first year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I saw them there and I said, wow, this is really interesting. Something that I always think about when I'm considering joining anything, um, I look at their mission and I look at how it's being carried out. Is this something that they're doing or is it kind of just there and maybe things are not as planned as they would like it to be? And I definitely saw it with NAACP, you know, they were on it. Um, and so my freshman year, I became a very active member. I ended up receiving the Miss NAACP award. And then sophomore year, I applied to be chair of education. And so I did get that role. And last year, or yeah, last year it was a lot of fun of course because of everything with COVID you know it kind of got cut short but um, we would do different types of programs with the students at the Lincoln Center in College Station and we had like a a pen pal program going and different educational uh, general body meetings I remember I had the first one and so mine fell on 9-11 and I was able to get someone from the Corps of Cadets that was um, he wasn't there when it happened but he was flying one of the well he was I don't exactly remember I just know he was like in the navy or the military at that time and so he was kind of really close to when it all happened um and so then this year I said okay if I did not go for vice president then I wanted to do the chair of women in NAACP so this year is actually the first year that Texas A&M has ever had this chair um NAACP, NAACP has been on campus for 28 years Years and they've never had this chair. And I said, okay, we need this chair at, at uh, AM. You know, so I said, I'm going to implement it and establish it. And I did that um, back in September, October. Um, and it's really been a, a very fulfilling experience for one, being able to highlight so many amazing women in NAACP talking about women empowerment and how we can better support each other, and not just women supporting each other, but men supporting us and us supporting men as well. Um, and then having other uh, general body meetings. I'm actually planning a conference right now. We'll only be able to have one speaker, but it'll be in April um, just to kind of have something else that really brings it all together. This year mostly focuses on the, you know, um, positive development of women and children and women's health issues and really just making it better for our women out here and, and highlighting the lives of those that have been very impactful. So that's how um, I kind of got started and got into it. Like I said, it's been an amazing experience just being able to connect with so many different people. We have our quarterly meetings, which is the um, NAACP, all of the chapters in the state of Texas. And so we have those once a semester. And it's super cool because you get to meet a whole bunch of other college students that are like NAACP chairs and vice presidents and, you know, a part of the exec staff and we just all talk about different things. We share ideas, we exchange ideas, we support each other. 
And it's absolutely amazing. I love being in NAACP. Definitely one of the best things that I've ever joined since I got to college. It definitely sounds like it. Like just everything that you just mentioned sounds just like a super like fulfilling experience. And it's just one of those things that you're just like, you'd learn so much from. And, it definitely is. And I'm just like, wow. Like, I mean, that organization itself sounds like it's preparing you for exactly what you want in life. And that that's awesome. Right. It is. Absolutely. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, I was like, wow, that's cool. that an organization like that exists. I'm just, wow. I'm, I'm learning things. Like I always learn things from people in, in our conversations here on academics and amigos. I'm like, wow, this exists. Whoa. That's that, you know, I love it. <laughs> I think it's so cool. I like learning from people too. That's, that's a fun part about education and uh, talking to people of different backgrounds and everything. So that's super cool. So um, you, you mentioned it briefly uh, just, just a while ago that um, in the organization that you're a part of, um, that you help in different parts of the community, including the Lincoln Recreation Center. And so what is some of the work that you do there and why is helping around the community so important to you? So I would say that helping around the community is very important to me. It's a principle principle that has uh, been embedded in me and will forever be embedded in me. My parents growing up, it was always a thing that we did, just giving back, whether that was making donations, you know, every week or every two weeks donation comes by and we put something out. Um, you know, I became a Girl Scout in second grade. So I was a little brownie. <laughs> and um, I just recently stopped doing that. I want to say my freshman year of college, so roughly 11 years. And throughout that entire process, um, you know, we focus a lot. Well, they focus a lot on service and always giving back to the community. So those are the types of things that I've just been doing my entire life. You know, even now I still volunteer with my neighborhood, our annual Christmas galas and the Easter egg hunt for the kids and Fourth of July parades, all types of things. Um, and so it's something that's really important to me. I feel it's a responsibility. It's an obligation that I have to do. And it's not to, to do it just to do it, but to do it because I want to do it because I want to help someone. If I know that I can give you a blanket and you won't be cold anymore for a little bit of time, you know, that's the kind of thing that touches my heart. Um, and so what was the other question? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you you basically answered both of them, but it was um, what is some work that you do um, a part like uh, what is some volunteer work that you do, and also why is helping around the community so important to you? So yeah, you you knocked out both of the questions right there. Yeah, it's just like I said, it's something that I am extremely passionate about. I always have, and I'm sure I always will be. Um, and then you know, working up there at AM, just kind of in any way that I can continuing that, you know, for me, it's not about, oh, well, now I'm in college or now I'm in a different city than my hometown. It's like, no, I'm going to find a way to get involved. Definitely. Is there a certain community event that when you were younger that like struck a chord with you, like in a positive way that you're like, this is what I want to continue doing. I want to continue making an impact like this. Um. I think I would say just a combination of some of the different ones that we mm -hmm. would always do in Girl Scouts. So, for example, we always did a, a donation drive and collected things like socks and blankets um, closer to the wintertime. Mm -hmm. And I remember another time we made soup um, and put them in mason jars and gave them to we just kind of walked downtown in the downtown area and we're handing them out. 
to people and also um, putting like fruits in there, like oranges, bananas, different things like that. And so I think just doing those things, it's, it's just what's kind of stayed with me, you know, and like I said, too, with my mom always getting to donation. And um, I remember one day, this was a few months ago, we were driving, you know, just down the road and it was raining outside pretty badly. And there was this older man, um, he was uh, crossing the street on a walker and he was about to wait for the Metro bus. And so I just had to reach out because I could not sit there and watch him have to stand outside in the rain until the bus came you know there's no you just never know when a bus is going to come there's always things that can happen in between the time that it's supposed to you know Mm -hmm. and so I rolled out my window and I said sir would you like my umbrella because I was like I know that I want to be okay I'm in a car and even when I get home I can run inside the house but this man just came from the corner store getting a few things it looked like he had some bread and water or something like that you know and I just I cried and I said, would you please take my umbrella? And he said, no, no, no. You know, you could tell he was a very, um, very nice older man that just, he wouldn't want to take the little girl's umbrella. But I was like, please, sir. And he said, no, no, no. So it's just things like that, that um, really, mm-hmm. really, you know, I get emotional about because I just want to do everything that I can to help people. That's awesome. That's so wonderful. That's wonderful. You have a good heart. And that's one of the things that I always, I, I want people to know, like, I've known Lauren for a short time. And, and in the short time that I've known her, she is one of the nicest, most kind hearted people I've ever met. Like, really, like, she's always with a smile and brightens up, like, like, oh, we've only, we've only met through Zoom. So she brightens up the Zoom calls, you know, like, but I'm pretty sure she brightens up the room, even through the digital format, she brightens up the room, she really does. And so, you know, like, I everything she's saying is totally like I I believe that because it's like it's just I, that's your personality that really is like it like you re, you radiate positivity and that care and 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 that that you have it shows like just in in conversation and I can see that you just you're that type of person and that's super cool you know um and I I, I just I just think that's so so awesome like that you're always wanting to help people and and um I mean yeah like I said it's just super I, I, that's an awesome trait to have that's an awesome trait to have and and set of traits to have because like I said you you're um you're you're a woman who has already a lot of cool traits um in your in your um arsenal or or um you know I don't know like I'm like it, like <laughs> yeah, like I don't know like I'm lack of words today I, I'm just um, out of words today, but yeah, like you, you have a lot of, you have a lot of tricks, you have a lot of tricks and cool um, things that, that you do already. So that's really, really inspiring and really, really cool. Speaking of that, one of the things I didn't, I, I found out like even in one of the early days that I had met you when, when we were, when we we're working uh, for the office for diversity is that I found out that you sing and right. Yeah. And, <laughs> I um I found I'm, I'm not going to mention how I found out about it, but it was through one of our meetings it was through one of our meetings and um and I was like wow that is awesome and you have a beautiful voice you really have an amazing amazing voice and um you use that voice for good too like you do it to 
um, to not only perform, but perform for different um, organizations and groups and different things like that as well. Um, and and uh, so you sing for the Voice of Praise Gospel Choir here at AM, and you're the president of that organization. So what, what, who inspired you or what got you into singing? And who are some of the singers that inspire you? So I, you know, I grew up in church my entire life. And I've always loved to sing, but I was never in a choir until I got to a and um, I was just always nervous. And I was like, I cannot sing. You know, I'm not going to go up there and embarrass myself. And plus, my church does not have a choir. And so um, it was kind of just the members as they felt, you know, would kind of start songs and start singing. But I became a part of Voice of Praise my freshman year, spring semester. And when I joined, I was just in awe because this organization, I mean, just in, in a short time of a few months, these people were actually caring about me, loving on me, supporting me. You know, I knew that if I could make it to Thursday, that's our, our rehearsal night. I said, if, if I can just make it to Thursday, I know that everything is going to be okay. And that's really what it's been since I've started up until this day. I know tomorrow I'm going to be able to see my executive board and I know that things are going to be okay. Um, this group has really kept me anchored and rooted in God, you know, because college it's difficult right it's not just the easiest thing out there there's going to be challenges and obstacles and I really needed something like I said I've been raised in church my entire life and so I knew that God was the only way for me Mm. um and so to be able to find a group on campus that is exactly like my church home it just it didn't get any better than that um so that's kind of how I started seeing how I got involved in it and um in terms of singers that inspire me, uh, it's a tough question. <laughs> There's so many. I mean, I love people like Marvin Sapp and people like the Winans, Donald Lawrence, and, and um, oh my gosh, so, so many. The Clark sisters, mm-hmm. the legendary Clark sisters, um, the Pace sisters, you know, these are all people that have you you see that their life shines and they're living the life of God, you know, and they use this gift that they've been given, their voices. And, and and it just, it's like God is speaking through them. You know, when they sing, I feel it. No matter how many times I've listened to the same song and I'm the type of person, if it's a really good song or one that I'm just really feeling that day, I keep it on replay. It I'm, plays about a good 20 times <laughs> in one day. <laughs> and so I just, like I said, no matter how many times I hear the same song, when I listen to it, it just, I feel the same feelings all over again. You know, it reminds me of why I'm thankful and grateful for God, why I love God, you know, why I want to continue to live for God. Right. And so that's really what, or who inspires me. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, do any of your other family members sing or um, are you the, the only person in your family who sings? So in my immediate family, I'm the only person that sings. But on my mom's side of the family, um, like my mom and my grandma, they have um, cousins that sing and are very involved in the church. You know, some play the organ, some play the bass, some sing. So it's but for my immediate family, I'm the only one. And then it stretches out um, on that side. 
oh so music does like it runs in your family then too like instruments and singing and all of the above it does it does i am um, i think that's kind of too how and my dad's mom used to also play the organ for the church mm-hmm. but i think that's kind of how i started to get involved in music it's just kind of i guess been a part of me and i didn't even know mm-hmm. um fourth grade i started playing the saxophone oh, and cool. so i played that um up until eighth grade and you know i was in the jazz band and the symphonic wind ensemble and then after that I was like well I don't want to really focus on this anymore so yeah it, but, it's there but that's cool that music's been a part of your life since you were young I, I think that's awesome um for me too like um I, I I was a trumpet player since middle school all the way up until mm-hmm. um my freshman year in college I was okay. a trumpet player and the reason I like, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this or not to on the podcast or to, to, to you. Um, but um, the reason I became a trumpet player was because of my grandfather, mm-hmm. my grandfather and my grandmother were, be- well, both of my grandparents actually are the reason why I got into it. And um, I wanted to be a trumpet player too, mm-hmm. in particular, um, because my grandpa would listen to frank sinatra glenn miller all these classic swing and big band groups and mm-hmm. and he listened to like louis prima and all these all these groups and so i said um one one day i told my grandparents one of these days i'm gonna play um in the mood from glenn miller for you all and so um i was happy to say that in high school i was able to play it for my grand grandfather because by that time my grandmother had already passed on but I was happy to say that I was able to perform it for my grandfather but I could still feel my grandmother's presence there you know I, I still felt that and um it was one of those things I was like, like wow that was cool you know and uh so that was that family connection like my grandpa was a sports person like but he he loved music so much and uh so that was uh one of those things that I was like this is for you this is for you you know and uh oh thank you thank you but yeah that was that was my little that's how music connected with me and my and with with my family so um that was really cool um so uh my final question lauren is um is there anything else that you want to like there's so much that you do already i was curious is there anything else that you want to give a shout out to or mention in in the podcast you know, I would definitely have to shout out Emerge. Emerge is from Houston. Uh, well, yeah, it's from Houston. Um, it's an organization that I was a part of my high starting in high school. I started it my junior year, and this organization really helped me to get to where I am now. Um, it's a very resourceful organization. You know, they help you to get everything that you need for college. Now, you do have to go through a process. You know, there. A lot of requirements, and it's a small selection size. Um, sorry, I don't know what happened, but they, um, yeah, once you get accepted in, you have a mentor or well, a program manager, and you meet with them every week. And so, mine was Mr. Daniel Lopez, and so he would always help me to get my personal statements done, my applications for colleges, and um, you know, all of the supplemental items. And I have to say, this organization. Without them, I probably wouldn't even be at Texas A&M, to be quite honest. They were, like I said, they helped me with everything. And so it was, we had a small cohort. There were only five of us, four or five of us. And just seeing how much they've expanded now, you know, now they're in Houston ISD, Spring Branch, Spring. And I know that they're constantly expanding. And so that's actually, too, how I got involved in being a mentor this year. 
um, because I definitely want to stay connected to them. You know, that's that's an organization that was like a backbone for me. And so this year I've had the opportunity to mentor 20 freshmen at Texas A&M wow. as they navigate through their first year of college, which it's definitely been more I guess definitely more different than what I would have imagined just because of COVID. And, you know, of course they weren't able to have a, a graduation, a prom. And so not only supporting them academically, but in other ways that they may need it, whether that's emotionally or, or spiritually. And it's like, even if I don't have the answer, I'm able to connect them to someone who does. And so I have to give a shout out to Emerge because without Emerge, I would not be here. I would not be talking to you. So yeah. Shout out to Emerge. Definitely. It sounds like Shout a fantastic program. Um, and yeah, like the, it, I feel bad for those students who, who, you know, uh, their first year of college is through a pandemic, you know, and even as students ourselves who are a little bit more advanced in our, in our um, academic careers and academic life, you know, it's, it's, it, the pandemic's just been crazy in general. It's just been, oh my gosh. But I mean, I'm, I'm happy to say that we both have been making the best of it and we're, we're surviving and thriving and doing amazing things together. Um, and, and you're doing fantastic work all around, Lauren. And Thank so um, my, the final thing I want to ask is um, how can more people uh, find out more about any of the organizations you're a part of? How can they maybe register for it or any of that type of information you'd like to share about any of the organizations you're a part of? Yeah, so we are, for everything that I'm a part of, we're very involved and active on social media. So for NAACP, um, our handles are TAMU NAACP. We have uh, Twitter and Instagram. For the Voice of Praise Gospel Choir, it's VOP TAMU um, on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Well, on Facebook, it's Voice of Praise Gospel Choir. But um, for NAACP, there is a, you know, we do have dues, but it's not something that you have to pay right away. And the good thing about it, when you do pay those dues, since we're a national organization, it covers you for an entire year, not just like school year to, you know. So if you pay March 17, 2021, you're covered until March 17, 2022. Um, for Voices of Praise, we have dues as well. But, you know, for both organizations, we're very flexible. We understand it's, we're in a pandemic, right? And even if we weren't to be in a pandemic, not everyone has $40 to give or $30 to give. So I would highly recommend anyone to join. Um, like I said, look us up on social media, follow us. We have websites and um, just get involved. You know, if it's something I always say, if it's something that you love, just just find what you love and do it and do it well, you know, do it with all your heart. Um, so that's how you can get involved. And if you want to, to please feel free to reach out to me. I have um, social media. My Instagram is Lauren Walker 09 or if you want to just find me on the website and email me, you know, Definitely. reach out there. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Great shout outs and great stuff that you're doing, Lauren. Um, honestly, it was an honor and pleasure being able to talk to you today and, and um, I'll, I'll see you. I'll see you at work for sure. Uh, <laughs> but it, like, <laughs> like, you know, it was so much fun talking to you and hearing um, all the different things that you're doing and how you are how you got to where you got to now and i know down the line you're going to become a school board member you're going to be the president of the school board you're going to do, do so many amazing things and some wonderful things and you're going to inspire like so many people like young and old and everything in between and so 
Um, thank you so much for being a guest. It was awesome talking to you. Yeah, and I just want to say thank you again so much. I cannot emphasize how much I appreciate you just giving me the platform to share my story and, and you know, spread the word to other people and hopefully help someone. So thank you so much. And thank you for the work that you're doing with the podcast, being able to share so many different stories and making that space available to people. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. Special, special thank you to Lauren for being a guest on this week's Academics and Amigos. For more on any of the programs she is a part of, please check out the description. There, All the social media handles are there. And um, you can reach out to any of, of the organizations Lauren's a part of, such as Voices of Praise or the TAMU NAACP. And you can find out more information there. For more on Academics and Amigos, be sure to check out the website www.arramirez.com slash Academics and Amigos. And be sure to follow us on all our social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This episode was hosted, produced by Anthony Ramirez. Also special thanks to Kyle Colgazer for all his help. Until next time, my friends. Hasta luego. Be cool and stay awesome.